Carol Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well on this Thursday night here in San Diego. We are getting a major storm tonight and Friday, so my head feels like it's going into a vice. But anyways, that's a whole nother story. So, of course, you're tuning into another episode of the Afterlife Chronicles here on the WLTKDB network. That is WLTKDB.com. Of course, I'm your host, Nicole Strickland. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. Before I bring in my special guests, friends, colleagues, writers extraordinaire, Marie D. Jones and Denise Agnew in, just a few announcements. The show that aired before me, Realm of Darkness with Rini Rodriguez and Ashley Moreno, was fantastic. They did discuss the Michelle Carter case uh, in sad uh, suicide or tragic suicide of Conrad Roy. Very interesting case. I read up on it a little bit. So if you've missed that episode, it will be archived and available for you. So anyways, a few announcements, upcoming events. Of course, you can see my socials. This Monday, I'll be on Pulp Addicts with Dave Cruz and Russ Bailey, their radio show. And then uh, March 12th at, I believe, 10 a.m. Pacific, my 12th appearance on Manson Mitchell with my dear friends, Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell. So excited for that. How it's the 12th episode on March 12th. Weird about that. Ghost Education 101, I'll be doing a presentation at 6 p.m. Pacific, March 16th. Uh, Paranormal Investigation 101 is technically, technically what that is. And then, of course, the Oregon Ghost Conference this month. I posted about it earlier and I said next month. I mean, where was I? I mean, I thought I was still in February, but we are in March. So the end of March, starting uh, March 25th, the Oregon Ghost Conference in Seaside, Oregon, OregonGhostConference.com has all the details. I'll be doing a or uh, hosting a class there, Paranormal Investigation Methodologies, a virtual class because sadly I can't be there physically, which is sad, but next year. And then uh, again, before I bring Marie and Denise in, I did want to mention briefly, you know, I watched this video last night. It was an inside edition video, a brief video that talked about what's going on on and over there in, in, in Russia and Ukraine. And the part of the video that struck me, which shows the goodness in humanity amidst all this tyranny and all this war and all this conflict, is it, it showed a prisoner of war, a Russian prisoner of war, someone that refused to fight, being fed a sandwich and given a drink by a Ukrainian citizen. So it's little things like that that restore my faith in humanity. And so I posted about that. So I thought I'd share that. Glimmers of hope, little glimmers of hope there. So anyways, the show's only an hour and I probably should shut up and bring my guests in. So of course, Marie, before I do that, let me say this. I am honored to be working with Marie D. Jones and Denise Agnew on this book project that we're going to be discussing. 
I've written a few books, I think eight so far, but I still consider myself a newbie. You know, there's so much to learn with writing. So these two are accomplished writers and I'm honored to be working with them. So without further ado, Marie and Denise, how are you? Hello. There you are. How are you? Well, I was telling you there was a fly in here. Well, why while you were doing your intro? <laughs> I smashed him. <laughs> oh, you did you actually got it? Oh my gosh. Wow. I could He's never gone. I know they're they're hard to do. And I really don't He's... like killing anything, but I know, me too. The last thing I want, because I'm in my bedroom now, and the last thing I want <laughs> go to sleep with a fly in the room. So. No, exactly. Oh, especially <laughs> if it's a gnat. Oh my gosh, you actually got rid of it. Well, it's in the afterlife now. It, it, oh, <laughs> <there you> go. <laughs> a moment of silence for the fly, everyone. Okay, namaste, anyway. Yeah, right? Exactly. Oh That's my goodness. Yeah, his whole family's going to come back to haunt me later, probably. No, oh, you, you know it. 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> what? What's that? Oh my gosh. Crazy. So I'm honored to have you both on the show. I know it's a long time coming. So this is you know great. What? This is great. I, you know, I, I want to thank you. I'm so honored to be working with you on this book project, you know, and I don't know how much we can discuss, but, oh, you we know. Can talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's All right. funny too how it happened. You and I did a radio show and I forgot what we must have been talking about women. Yeah. And then Something. like, you know, and then I emailed you or messaged you and said, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic and, yeah. idea. I'm yeah. just really honored. I really quick last night i don't know if you guys have seen it there's a movie called the awakening and it's on amazon i've Sounds heard of it was done in 2012 and i just you know i couldn't sleep and i for some reason like to watch ghost stories so it's about a hoax expert a ghost hunter a female during the time of the plague like 1918 around that time oh my goodness she goes to a boys boarding school to do an investigation and they show her setting up all this equipment and doing all the things you know a man would normally do mm -hmm. and it, it was a great movie but it was just so weird like oh wow <laughs> i've heard of it yeah i've been wanting to watch it so this would have been so this 1918 wasn't that around the time of the spanish the span flu? yeah the spanish yeah. yeah okay plague, they're all plagues wow. to me now yeah and what was interesting is to have a woman portrayed in a period piece like that yeah because you know we have all these horror movies now with ghost hunters and running around but to see a period piece and it was just really fun to watch her setting up the cameras and the trip wires and the powder on the floor and all this stuff so i thought well that's pretty serendipitous for and it's for our show creepy. it's creepy it's good creepy it's yeah, absolutely it's you know weird yeah trip wires you know the old time you know harry price even used powder i mean do we do yeah. we even do that anymore i mean oh, some of these yeah. simple techniques i don't know if they still do today but it was kind oh, of cool yeah. watching the yeah. old school yeah kind of way that they must have done it and just the fact that she, and she was very much a skeptic there's an, a big twist ending but um it was just cool i thought oh that's that's a little serendipitous for I, yeah i think so too yeah i mean I speaking it, of, it raises the question too like what are your thoughts on all this technology going into a like a single investigation or even a series of investigations like how much is too much you know i i think about that at times I think it's personal choice because I mean I know there there are ghost hunters that don't use mediums they don't use any kind of personal 
personal, they, they, they have personal experiences, but they're not going to necessarily say that's valid because right. it's just a personal experience. So if they can pick it up like on an EVP or whatever, and, and that, that, that's just the way they're always going to do it. I think because they don't, they don't feel that using a medium is proof or using a psychic is proof. And then you'll have the groups that do both, which I think right. is really the best combo. Yeah. Really. That's, I agree with that. I, I yeah. like to combine both because, you know, I mean, our bodies are, I mean, there's no such thing as a ghost detector. We know that our bodies with our innate intuition and mm -hmm. our wisdom and our senses, my goodness. I mean, if there is any such thing as a detector, it's us, you know, I mean, yeah. why not employ both? We're but I just think of all this technology. Right. Yeah. What about I, you, Marie? You know, I kind of... My feeling is that what we're trying to do is use the technology that we have to try to capture data of, of an unknown anomaly that we mm -hmm. don't know if that equipment is going to really work. But exactly. we don't have any other methods. Of course, you know, I, I, a human method. But I, I, when it gets to be too much and it's sort of, you know, it gets ridiculous. Like I've got a plunger <laughs> and I'm going to find a ghost, you know? Yeah, no, I know. And it's like, yeah, how much is too much? Yeah. You know, if it's something that just doesn't make sense, but I kind of feel like it's just us as humans trying to do what we have, what we can with what we have. Mm -hmm. And I know people um, who are developing types of equipment and trying to get them patented to, you know, try to maybe take it to the next level. Exactly. And, and my feeling is, how, how do we know how these things are going to appear or communicate with us? It could be over a ham radio. Oh, exactly. So, yeah. Or even if so, yeah. certain equipment's harmful, we don't even know that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there's pros and cons to a lot of it. You know, I, I think about the trends of, of where the field is going and, and what, needs to kind of be changed in a way to advance it. Uh, I just, I think there's just such a divide between, you know, the thrill seeking mentality, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And then those that are really out there in the trenches scientifically wanting to not necessarily prove, or maybe they are, but yeah. to understand more of, you know, what we're dealing with. And so that's, you know, things, you know, things that I think of. You so. talk about trends. I've kind of been, this kind of goes to the UFO field too, is I feel mm -hmm. like it's just sort of at a standstill that yeah. we haven't. And I would say this has been maybe the last five, five or more years where everybody that I know in the paranormal field is pretty much doing the same thing that they were five, 10 years ago. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. and, and same thing with ufology. I, I don't know about cryptozoology because I don't walk in those shoes. They scare the crap out of me. Go <laughs> 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 in the woods. I watch too many travel channel shows. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> although a, a Bigfoot expedition, I think, would be really cool. Yeah, Just, I, I, I like being out honestly, in the wilderness. That's, that's on my bucket list. As scary as, as scared of the woods as I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we have these different meters and gadgets that it still feels like everybody's using the same stuff. Right. But I don't really know how we get past that until somebody comes up and invents something new. But right. I like what, what Denise said and what you said is that having both 
our bodies are, mm-hmm. you know, sen- sensory uh, devices and, and it could be that we have, we're more involved in the, the perception and manifestation of paranormal oh, phenomena than we huge. think. Mm-hmm. So we need to study that aspect of it too. Absolutely. The psychology mm-hmm. of belief and, and how, I mean, I think the human element is huge, huge. And what goes the into it. And- could be in a room and Denise and I could see something and you just don't see it. Right. right. Or you hear an EVP and, and we're like, what? You know, it's just what's going on here. You know, how much does our own personal perception have to do with that? Exactly. You have have like EVPs that you don't know why you got that particular answer to a question that you asked. It doesn't even match up. I know a friend of mine, her and I went on a a ghost hunt thing to Yuma territorial prison. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that's been a few years back. And, um, she's a medium also. And so when we went in there, we just looked at each other. We, after we wandered around a little bit with the group, we, we were able to go off in different places by ourselves. We didn't have to stay with this one particular group. And her and I just looked at each other and said, it feels really dead in here. No pun intended. I mean, there was no, <laughs> we weren't doing anything at all. It was just like, this was a mall somewhere that you're, you're walking around in. But we did go in some of the cells and we, you know, asked some questions and doing EVP work. And then we only got one EVP that entire night. I was on my recorder and it was, I don't even actually remember what the question was that I asked, but then when I played it back, it was just saying, yeah. And that's all it said. And it was very, very clear. And we went and took it to mm. you know, other people to listen to, to say, are we hearing that? Or are we just thinking we're hearing that? And there, Do you think it was a response to your discussion that you were yeah, talking about that, maybe, or it, it, you know, I really honestly don't remember. I really, I yeah. do remember though that it wasn't an answer that matched with the actual question I was asking at the time. Yeah. So like almost like a delayed response. For yeah. a lot of those EVPs. I wonder if maybe we're picking up on conversations that are being had on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Little snippets of it. Yeah. A lot of emails. We know we're getting like you know. Remember the old CB radios and and radio even on, um, or if you're you're in between an FM station on the old school radio and you'll get a voice for a couple of skins and static and so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a conversation yeah. in the universe ever done. And that's Absolutely. why because I've always wondered that. Why do these these people are asking these questions and the answers make absolutely no sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's it's so interesting what, what we're picking up. Right. We we don't. I mean, I've even had cases where I will almost seemingly get a response to a question before it's even asked, which, you know, that, that begs the question of, wow, is there some sort of telepathic (laughs) knowledge of knowing what I'm going to ask before I ask it? But, um, you know, Christina blooms in the chat. Hi, Christina. Nice to see you. Her show uh, Monday night um, is fantastic. So catch that at 6 PM Pacific. Linda Myers, nice to see you. Christina made a comment here. It's not, I, I could need to get better at posting them on the screen, but she said, I think having psychics on a team offers the opportunity for context to evidence, which mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
So for someone, you know, like, um, oh, I just hit my knee against the table. Oh, my goodness. So for, uh, you know, Denise, you know, being being a psychic medium, what what would your, I guess, gen generic response be to someone who is just purely on the, and I know some people cringe at this term, but purely on the scientific side and doesn't want to use mediums? Like what, how would you try to educate them on that? I don't actually think I would try to educate them. No, okay. If they, if they're actually, if they're a skeptical believer, then they'll probably listen to you and want to have a discussion with you about it. And they may, they may you know, post questions to you to really challenge you or whatever on your own belief system or whatever. But a, a true skeptic, um, is really not interested in uh, yeah. what you have to say. Um, so I would probably be, and I haven't run into a whole lot of those that have actually, you know, given me a hard time or anything like that, but I think they, they've decided how it is. And so trying to change their mind about it is not really, not really your duty. I think that's a very healthy way. I see Kristen Gray in there and hi, Kristen. Nice to see you. She is a member of white light paranormal insight up in the Pacific Northwest, a great group of people, just amazing researchers up there. So nice to see you, Kristen. So, you know what, I'm looking at the time now, so let's go ahead and take our first break. And then when we get back, we'll just go more into a discussion about all things paranormal. So you're tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles here on the WLTKDB network. We will be right back, guys. Looking to launch your new masterpiece? Then try something new with Moonbow Publishing and Production. At Moonbow, we have a strong desire to serve authors in a powerful and meaningful way. After all, you poured your heart and soul into your writing and we fully understand and respect that. Remember this. You will own the copyright to your work. You will have the final say on your work before being published. Even after all of that, we've saved the best for last. We won't take a percentage sold. Nope, not a penny. Excited about MoonbowPublications.com yet? We thought so. Take advantage of our company's services like book editing, formatting, and covers, publishing, and photography. Moonbow Publishing and Productions has everything you are looking for in a company. Remember, we will not keep any commissions. We are a boutique publishing company focusing on spiritual, health and wellness, and personal growth genres. Moonbow Publications and Productions, a new kind of publishing company. One minutes past the hour. Of course, you're tuning back into the Afterlife Chronicles here on the WLTKDB network, WLTKDB.com. Of course, if you missed the first part of the episode, it will be archived. You can go to afterlifechronicles.podbean.com or anywhere podcasts are syndicated on the audio listening platforms. My guests tonight are, of course, are uh, Denise Agnew and Marie D. Jones. And we've been having a roundtable of sorts talking about the trends in the field and 
where we think the field is going and, you know, the scientific side of investigating versus the esoteric metaphysical. And I, I do want to reiterate, it is of my opinion that you need to blend the two. I think blending the uh, metaphysical, the holistic, the esoteric, and with the scientific, I think it gives it a more uh, holistic, I know, I know I've said that word three times, but holistic approach to the field. So I think that's very important. And then speaking of that, you know, women women in the paranormal, the importance of having women in the paranormal, I mean, with our sensitivity levels and just with our innate wisdom and everything, I think it brings a lot to the table. So if someone were to ask you guys, okay, maybe what are your top two or top three reasons why women should be investigating this field? What would they be? Do you think? Mm. I think mm. are going to. I, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> are we going to i know right well i'll go last then no i'm kidding i'm joking <gasps> yeah i don't you know I, I think about that i'm like what you know i mean why should women be in this field i mean not not over men that's not what i'm saying but what maybe can, what what can women bring to the table maybe that men necessarily can't i guess is what i'm trying where i'm going what do you guys think we are incredibly intuitive. I mean, mm -hmm. I think we bring a lot of the same things that oh, we yeah. do. Yeah, I don't always like to separate the two, but we also bring, I think, an incredible intuition. I think Denise or you might have sensitivity. Um, as women, more of communication and connections and links between. Uh, us and our environment, maybe. Men, I hate to generalize, but they might be a little more singular focused on, you know, the testing of the equipment or performing operate a little more gently. Um, but we shouldn't be left out of the of the discussion, of course. And here's the thing: no. as far as I'm concerned, you guys, when you you know, let me know if you if you agree. I know more women than men who have these experiences. And that's I that's a good point. I know more mm -hmm. men than them. So we definitely need to be part of the discussion. And and you know, when when do we can work the equipment and a lot of us can have scientific backgrounds or, or what have you. That intuitivity right. is just you know, it's so strong. Something Absolutely. The equipment does. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, that, I, I have to say that came out wrong. What I said, I didn't mean to say what can women bring to the table over men that that didn't sound right. I, I just, I was mainly saying, basically trying to ask what can, what can women bring to the table that, you know, really can advance this field is what I was trying to ask. It didn't come out right. I apologize for that. But Christian Gray, she mm -hmm. said it, you know, our intuition, huge, right? Our compassion and our empathy. Empathy is huge. Empathy, and I'm yeah. going to add humility to that, having that humble side oh, and being, yeah. you know, I mean, working with spiritual energies, it's, you know, it's, it's not about ego. You know, it's about the respect mm -hmm. and the reverence and the humility. So I think that we can bring that greatly to the table and so i think that's why this book project is going is so important i'm i'm really hoping it can really make a difference yeah. for people 
So, and I, I, it's weird. I know, I almost know more women in the field than I do men as well, which is strange, but true. Yeah, it's, that's definitely certain for me, you know, I'm more women. And I also think women are less, are less, they are less skeptical overall mm -hmm. of that. And I think because they're more open to it and less skeptical, they're more likely to have more experiences. Right. Um, just because of that willingness to to step in there it kind of depends on the woman obviously there are some right. women that are very afraid to approach any of this even if they do have the sensitivities or they happen to have had experiences they don't want to have any more to do with it but lots of lots more men i think are just not willing to even admit that they've had the experience that i was just going to say that yes i've noticed too you know we're we're more descriptive in our experiences and sharing more of the emotional side to it i've seen uh so that's a good point a very good point um but yeah i just i, I think that both you know whether you're a man or a woman i mean if you're if you're devoted and you're dedicated and and you show passion for researching the unknown you're going to be fantastic but uh you know, I think that the, it's like what Kristen Gray said, the compassion, the intuition and the empathy really goes a long way. And then another comment, uh, Denise, excuse me if I mispronounce your nose, is it Bolio Merrick, Mark, maybe? I'm sorry if I butchered your name, but she said this. She said, women often have to read a room as a matter of safety and survival. So this field is something that they can connect to more readily. And that totally makes sense. So... Absolutely. Speaking of now, this just got me going. Speaking of experiences, and what is probably your most profound spirit, spiritual experience that you've ever had, whether it's on an investigation or uh, a tour or just being at home or whatever, what would you consider your most profound? Well, I can, I can say for me, it was back when we lived in England uh, back in the 90s and oh, I went on a tour to the Southbridge Tunnels in Edinburgh, uh, Scotland. Oh and, my goodness, wow. Yeah, it was nice. Really, it was great. Yeah, I, I would go again, definitely. But what happened, a very short story for this because I could go on forever about it, but it was, we were down there and we went into one particular room and all of a sudden I felt like this overwhelming sense of oh my gosh I have to get out I have to get out my hand my palms started sweating all this stuff and I'm not afraid of like I'm not claustrophobic I didn't have any reason to feel this way about anything I was enjoying the tour I was really digging it um and I just kind of lost track of what everything else that was going around me because I just had that overwhelming feeling of I've got to get out of here but I stayed because I didn't I would have been embarrassed to run, you know, screaming out of this. Place. <laughs> you know, I, wouldn't, no. I wouldn't have done that anyway. I just, I wouldn't have embarrassed myself. <laughs> it was a long time later that I actually realized that there had been a lot of other people who had had the same experience in that, in that tunnel. And it, you know, I had people say, well, maybe it was because you picked up on somebody that had yeah, been there. Right or somebody was trying to connect with you because they knew you could do that, which I, I didn't actually know I could do that at that time. But that, that was the, the only, the one time I've ever been afraid and had no idea why I was feeling that way. Do you know, I mean, have you been able to 
now some years later recollect on that and have any idea of who it was that no. maybe no no not at all i mean there were so many people that were down there and had <laughs> the life that they led down there oh, yeah. was actually being occupied and Crazy. Stuff. so it could have been anything really and I went later to some other underground places like the, the um, military tunnels at Dover, uh, oh, wow. Dover, England. And I, I tested myself out, you know, was I going to have the same experience and was I going to feel claustrophobic and, you know, nothing. <laughs> oh my nothing goodness. Happened. Wow. So, yeah. You know, I, and it, nope. have I ever been afraid nope. on a, an investigation? <laughs> I, I, no, really. There was one time at, and I'm I'm going to keep the location kind of confidential, but it was in Camarillo. I think a lot of us Southern California people know what that is, but it was an old uh, mental hospital, and I and I was doing an investigation there overnight. And I remember setting up a static camera in the room, and then all of a sudden I saw maybe like 10, 15 feet down the room, down the way. I mean, I saw this 10, 12 foot tall blacker than black shadow figure morph and then just run. I don't know if it, I mean, it looked like he was running, but just quickly float toward me. For some reason, I panicked at that and got up and kind of moved backward. But that's really the only time that I've ever really been afraid. I mean, it's weird. I mean, maybe there's something wrong with me. But yeah, interesting. Interesting. What about you, Marie? What are some of your most pro or one of your most profound experiences? I have not ever been afraid in a ghost setting, but I, but this is a totally different show. I had a, a altercation, I guess you could say, with a man, man in black when I was doing UFO research. Okay. Wow. But those days, I had a couple of, I felt, you know, a certain room because that had happened and everybody told me yeah and I would get that sort of wave of almost yeah and like a repulsion but I can't say I when I was on the Queen I would, there's this no absolutely terrible in the and if her go she's cutting out a little bit a, I apologize for this guys there's sort of a Oops, she's frozen. She's frozen. Yeah, she's frozen. I, I did hear Queen Mary in there, though. I thought she, I thought she was going to say Queen Mary, and I thought I heard hard. I thought I heard. There you are. Are you back? She's she's on. You know what? It's it. It happens. You know. I mean, internet, whatever. But I, I did hear until she comes back. I did hear. I thought I heard Queen Mary, and I thought I heard cargo hold. So I'm going to take it oh. from there and share a story. And then are you? I know. And then when she, when she cut, when her, when her internet gets better, we'll resume her story. But I was actually down there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, I don't know what she. Two about 2013, and we were down in the in the pit down there. So there's the cargo hold in the pit, and that's where they kept the the. Uh, German and Italian no, prisoners of war. And we were standing, we were standing there or down there, we were doing the EVP session. And all of a sudden, I think I asked, is there anything that we can do for you? And it was about 10 of us down there. And all of a sudden, 
we didn't hear this at the time, but a lot of us were feeling like there was a presence there. And so I asked, you know, is there anything that we can do for you? And of course I didn't review my audio that night. I did it a couple of days later. And when I was reviewing my audio, I got an EVP of an answer to that question of a young frail man saying almost in a frail, sickly tone, hungry like that and that you know what I literally I actually started crying it was very emotional and I I didn't keep the EVP I deleted it and what's interesting about the history is they did like I said they kept the German and Italian prisoners of war down there and they would lower water and bread in these buckets and there was standing room only and because of the the conditions especially in the hot humid climates they would uh a lot of these men would pass very quickly and they would unceremoniously throw their bodies overboard. So very nasty history there. So I heard Queen Mary. Marie, are you back with us yet? No, I guess she froze. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it must be. I think where she is, I I think the internet can be a little little weird up there, but that's okay. It happens to all of us. It happened to me before once on a show too. So- Um, and then let's see. Oh, another another story real quick, too, about the cargo hold that I wanted to mention. So my friend Pat Wheelock was doing an investigation down there. He used to do tours as well on the ship. And he was with a group of people down in that same area. And there was a, a guest sitting there. It was a young female and her hair was in a ponytail. And all of a sudden, her hair stood like her ponytail. I wasn't there. He was telling me this. Her ponytail stood straight up. Wow. And so he stopped and he 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 checked her out. He's like, oh, my gosh, does she have a wire? Is she trying to, you know, play with us here? Is there some trip wire? Not trip mm-hmm. wire, but wire holding her, her ponytail up and all of that. And um, nothing. He could not figure out what caused her ponytail literally to go up vertically like that so crazy 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 times that is that would be bizarre to see that would be right I know (laughs) I know it's crazy so my goodness so many so many experiences I mean even being down in I don't know have you been to Waverly Hills no but I I would really love to get there someday that's that's an amazing amazing place I mean investigating doing EVP work in the morgue you know with bats I was more afraid of the bats than anything else because they were flying around but yeah yeah well, we were in, a, in Yuma Territorial Prison. We actually were standing in a part of the prison that actually was, there, there was a special meaning behind that particular part of the prison. And it, I forget now what it was, but we were standing in there and there were bats that were nesting up in, in the corner mm-hmm. and everything. And I love bats, so that didn't bother me. But <laughs> no, like- I don't mind them. I mean, I don't mind. I, I think they're adorable. I just didn't want them hitting me in the head, which happened. Oh, to yeah. Rose- Rosemary Ellen Guiley actually was hit in the head by one of them. Oh, she no. screamed and like all of us were like, oh, my God, Rosemary's screaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be, that would so, be unusual. <laughs> I know, right. Marie, are you back? Are you back? Is she still frozen? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Ah. Maybe she- we can telepathically connect with her. and Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll try. I'm not trying. that strong. She's trying. She's trying. I know the reception. Well, we have your picture anyway, Marie. <laughs> San Diego is weird, though, because we have so many hills and, and what some consider small mountains. And so the reception is very weird. So oh just Marie, if you're coming in and just chime in if you think you get a signal. So sorry about that. But anyways, um, Denise, since Marie is out until she comes back in, you're with a team in in uh 
Tucson, Arizona, correct? Can you talk a little bit about your team? Um, actually, yeah, it's uh, Sierra Vista. <laughs> I can't talk now. I, I need I need water or something. Um, I hear. The, actually, the the team uh, it, we're kind of in two different places. I'm in Sierra Vista, and the rest of the team is in Pierce, Arizona, and that's about 85 miles between us. And there's only three of us, and two of us are mediums, and then um, the other individual Carla she has lots of abilities as well and so we just kind of go in there with we go in there probably with less tools if you want to call it that we'll we will use some unconventional things though that some people don't mm -hmm. care to use like Ouija boards pendulums things of that nature we will do that um, but a lot of it is the conventional with getting EVPs um, we haven't spent the money on any other exciting equipment other than using ourselves as kind of the barometer and the EVPs at this time. And we have gotten some here and there from time. I respect that though, because you know, there's this misnomer that, Oh, you have to have all this equipment in order to get us or have a successful investigation. And yeah. you, you can go in with yourself and a notepad and have an amazing experience. And I'm of the belief right. that, you know, and, and when I do my case reports, subjective information, personal experiences, intuitive uh, impressions, that all goes in the case report, just like EVPs do or, or uh, anomalous photographs. It's, it's equally as important. It helps to tell a story. So mm -hmm. I respect that. You really do not need to have a lot to, to have a successful investigation. And I'm, you know, I, I question whether, like what we were talking about earlier, is too much equipment a you know, will that deter us from communicating and having or acquiring data? It may, you know, you never know. Yeah. And I think, well, I think if, if somebody said to me, Hey, Denise, would you like to have all this equipment, you know, and I had the opportunity to use it, I would maybe try it and see what I felt right. about it. Um, and there's, I, there's enough of a skeptic in me, even that there are certain things that I definitely question about yeah. what equipment, but on the other hand, um, mm -hmm. It kind of it's kind of like a double-edged sword because mm -hmm. if you're gonna question the equipment, then people can question you, you know, the person, the individual having the experience. How do we know you're not making that up? Or how do you how do we know this, that, or the other? So it ends up being one of those things where you just you go into the investigation hoping that you can get some answers or find out some some neat things that are going on there. Absolutely. Very, very well said. You know, yeah. Ouija boards, you know, there's, there's mm -hmm. a lot of debate on on those. And here's my thought, and I don't know what your thought is, but it's just a tool, just like anything else. Mm -hmm. My oh, yeah. thought is that it's a lot of people don't like using it because of the negative connotations attached to it because of mm -hmm. all the experiences you hear of, oh my gosh, you know, when I was 13, I used the board with my friends and oh my gosh, we had all these weird experiences. But in reality, it's just a tool like anything else, you know, right. it's just right. like an audio recorder. So I don't know right. what your thoughts are on that, yeah. but it can be something well, very worthwhile. It's, I think if people don't know how to, go into it with right intention right if you're, if you're a teenager who's just kind of fooling around with it and you you're saying things like i want to summon you know yada yada whatever you know whatever the whatever it is that you're trying to bring up um could you possibly get an attachment or have something bad happen 
I think you could, uh, but I think that that even that, even if you don't know what you're doing, I think the possibility of that is very slim. Right. But I agree. the way we do it is we go into it with the intention of in a protection circle to start with of we're only going to accept spirits or et cetera that have good intentions and that we are coming with good intentions. And then when we close down the board, we're basically doing the same thing. We're kind of closing the, the circle and clean, you know, clearing and cleansing the, the whole thing. And that's amazing. You you have to do that, you know, before an investigation, doing it individually, doing it as a team, even at the end, that opening statement, that closing statement, Linda Myers just uh, mentioned right intention is super important. Intention is everything, really. So having that right mindset. Marie, are you back with us? I'm, I've heard, yeah, all I, hear of you. I heard your story about the bats. And I'm like waving, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. Why? I think the fly is just messing with me. <laughs> oh my god, right? I mean, it I goes from flies to bats. So, oh my know. gosh. But yeah, I I've was heard saying... about everything. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, you heard. I was saying how in San Diego with our hills, you know, sometimes reception's really weird. But I don't glad know what to, it is. Glad yeah. to have you back. So, Share one of your, or one that you want to share, one of your most profound spiritual experiences. Because I know you cut out, like, right when we were at that point. I have to think back, because I'm old, and I have to... Oh, come on. (laughs) Please. Please. Um, You know, I mean, again, in terms of, of like, the paranormal, and and I want to stay away from ufology, because it's a whole different ballgame, but there have been places that I've gone to. When I was a kid, we... Uh, came out to California I lived in New York and I think we came out one year for we used to come out for summer vacation sometimes and we went to the Hotel Del Coronado and they were doing some reconstruction oh wow and yeah I there was a place. roped off area and I remember we were going on the tour and I I was sort of approaching the roped off area and I felt just an overwhelming sense of nausea and being just sick to my stomach and like repulsed and um, the tour person said, oh, and this is where, you know, a lot of people have seen the ghost of a, and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding. And oh, then my that goodness. Again, <clears throat> I went to a Halloween party up at a mansion in La Jolla. And there was a coat room. And there was a room that was not supposed to be the coat room. <laughs> and I opened the door to put my coat in the, the person in the, in the wrong room and um, the host said, don't go in there. We don't want anybody going in there. And it's like, again, as soon as I opened the door, I felt like I was going to throw up. I just felt like this, you know, mm. wall of nausea and just being repulsed. And so I put my stuff in the right room and I said, well, you know, what's, is there something going on in that room? Because it feels really weird. And then somebody had been murdered in there. Oh, my like goodness. Yeah, see? Death. Do you so know how? Like that. Um, I, I have, it's been really frustrating for me because I've never had like a really definitive in your face kind of experience. And, um, but I've had enough of the close calls to mm-hmm. keep my interest and keep my belief going. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think back. You hear that you know, a lot. Little, just, just having that weird sensitivity to certain rooms. And mm-hmm. like on the, we were talking about the Queen Mary earlier. And I remember walking back to my room 
nothing happened in terms of how I felt when we were on in the different areas, the the, the engine room or cargo room or whatever, all the, the pool. I didn't feel anything in any of those, but I was walking back at two o'clock in the morning to my room down this narrow hallways, you know, mm-hmm. and the claustrophobia was just setting in and I was absolutely terrified to go into my room. I bet you were on B deck. Do you remember? I don't remember. I would bet. I was yeah. on there twice. And I remember walking down the hallway. It felt like as I, the further down the hall I went, the thinner it got, like in the yeah. horror movie. Went in my room and I literally put the TV on and I left it on all night and all the lights on. Cause I just, and nothing, nothing happened, but I had that weird sort of foreboding feeling. And that's for me, I mean, I've been kind of unfortunate to not have (laughs) the direct experiences you guys have had and other people have had, but I have had it enough to where it's like, okay, I know there's something going on. I know there's something there. I'm probably blocked because I'm the daughter of a physicist. You know, my dad was a geophysicist. Oh, that's and, amazing. Wow. And and I have that sort of science brain. But what's really interesting is my dad was really into the paranormal. Oh, that's so really cool. into UFOs. That was like an obsession. And a lot of his colleagues were, and they would talk about how, you know, in the halls of academia, they could not talk about these things. But when they got together mm-hmm. personally, because as scientists, you want to know what this stuff is. Right. And you're not, you're not saying it doesn't exist. You're just saying, I want to know how it works, you know. Right, what, what exactly. To it. So, and that, that kind of set the stage for me, feeling yeah. like, oh, there's a science to all of this. That, really like, wanting to figure it, it out. Yeah, and I, yeah. it's like I, I wonder if the, you know, the mortal realm. Are we permitted to know the answers of what goes maybe on? Not. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we are a hundred percent. But back to the hotel, Dell. I wanted to say every single time I go there, I get nauseous, almost like a sense of vertigo. So I don't know if there's some sort of high EMF issue going on in there. I've never oh, actually maybe, brought yeah. in meters or anything. I haven't but been there in years. Yeah, every time I go, I'm like, why do I always get sick when I go here? So I don't. I, it, to me, it might be like an EMF issue, but it's it's insane. I just remember feeling, and I felt that way a little bit the Whaley House, but not quite as strong. Yeah, me neither. Actually, at the yeah. at the Whaley House, but Queen Mary, I bet you were on B deck, and there is a section in 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 the middle part of the ship where there was a fire during World War II that broke yeah. out. So maybe that sense of heaviness and a lot of people kind of get like pressure in their chest or feel like some people smell smoke actually others I've talked to have felt as though they can't breathe you know they're almost like they're getting an asthma type situation so it could be it could be that yeah, it was unbelievably claustrophobic and I'm very claustrophobic Denise was talking about tunnels earlier <laughs> like, no. oh, no. oh hell yeah. no <laughs> I don't do tunnels castles I'll do a haunted castle, but not a tunnel. <laughs> oh man, spending the um, night or spending yeah. a week in a haunted castle would be fantastic. That's now see, I won't do that. I'm a big no. chicken. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and of the three of us, I've probably had the least, you know, stuff happen. But I'm a big chicken, and I, I always would... say, you know, my one of my go- dreams would I would love to. To see an actual UFO. I wonder, I've I wonder seen like three. Do not come near me. 
<laughs> I wonder, Marie, the reason why you don't, why, even though you haven't had much happen to you, I bet if you had more things happen to you, I bet you would be less, the, the, the impact would be less. In other words, you would feel Maybe. less if yeah. you had a couple more things happen, you'd go, okay, I didn't die. It was good. I'm okay. You know, I watch horror movies and ghost stories and I'm in, you know, hanging out with people like you guys. Weird <laughs> people that like the snow. I'm just kidding. Um, but I've always thought, you know, people have always thought that that was funny. They'll say, oh, you know, do you want to go check out this haunted location? It's like, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my I'm gosh. Sorry. You're um, so funny. I, I don't love know it. why. I don't think it's because I think something bad is going to happen. Like, I don't think, you know, the the entities, whatever they are, are going to do something bad to me. I think it's just a challenge to my mm -hmm. worldview that maybe I wasn't quite ready for. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And maybe even the validation of it would be just so, like, mind-blowing. I don't know. It's really weird. But, yeah, no. I, think, I think I'm more sensitive physically to things than um, somebody that sees, you know, has a visual experience. I definitely get that. Oh my God, I feel the vertigo. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Literally, like some uh, some energy is pushing you back. And I did have that happen to me in a UFO related incident where I was going to see Carl Sagan speak. This was you know, obviously before he died. Um, right, right, of course. Whereas I know his ghost isn't doing any. And it was at the Planetary Society in Pasadena, and I lived in Burbank at the time. Okay. And I was going to go alone. My my husband at the time, you know, he didn't feel like going. And so I um, I went to leave. It was dark out. And I went to open the door to, from the apartment out into the hallway and the door wouldn't open. It felt like somebody was pulling the door closed from the other side. Yeah. And I said, wow. Ron, Ron, I can't get the door open. And he tried it, couldn't get it open. And he said to me, maybe you're not supposed to go. And I said, oh, yeah. I'm going to see Carl Sagan. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Material, right? So I got in the car and I went, and I ended up having two hours of missing time on the 134 freeway, <laughs> heading Whoa. through Glendale towards Pasadena. I lost two hours of time. I ended up heading north to Sacramento on a different freeway. Holy no God. recollection Whoa. of what happened. This was when those big giant cell phones had just come out. So I was able to call my husband and he talked me off the cliff and I went back home. I never got to see Carl Sagan. So many, many, many years later, I was on radio with Ann Stryber, Whitley Stryber's wife, before she passed away, and a woman called Starfire Tour. I don't know if you guys know Starfire. And I was telling that story and they both, <laughs> I could just like, hear dead silence. And they both said, I don't, you know, you must not be aware, but that stretch of freeway has, is notorious for uh, abductions. Oh and why don't you undergo hypnotic regression? And I said, you know, I really don't have any feeling or recollection of anything like that happening. So I'm just going to leave it alone. That is actually <laughs> an amazing. And I never did. because I, I don't think anything like that happened, but it was really, really weird. And, and maybe it amazing. did. I don't think I really want to know. But ghost-wise, it's like I want to have something happen, but at the same time, I'm just such a chicken. Oh, my gosh, you're so, so funny. I'll, I'll that, you, you know guys. what? <laughs> These 
experiences are like truly amazing. I mean, I didn't even know. I mean, here I am a Southern Californian. I didn't even know that stretch of freeway in Pasadena was known for that. Like that's, that's news to I me. I was at the Glendale. I was in Glendale right where it heads off to the two north. Uh-huh. Okay. That's yeah, exactly. Happened. And that's yeah. what everybody says. Is like was, And this was quite a while ago. So I don't think it's that it's that way now but at that time I guess it was a big cause but I do want to say one thing to, to both of you that were having these experiences is that have you ever felt compelled to sort of communicate how or what where are you you know where are you are you alive um and how are you showing up here because for me I think if I did get over that initial jolt that's what I would want to ask you know, the sciencey stuff, like, mm-hmm. okay, am I just perceiving you in my head, conscious, you know, or are you an actual real manifestation? And where the heck are you? Yeah, that's, yeah. I keep saying, well, yeah, tonight. That's not, that's not, I don't know why I keep doing that. It's weird. <laughs> but I think of things like this, too. And I, I almost, in, in many ways, I almost go with my gut and intuition on whether I'm communicating with something intelligent or whether it's like residual uh i i don't like to ask questions like oh you know how did you die or anything like that but yeah i i do think of things like that and it it, the our minds want to know so much and want to figure out things and it goes back to what i said earlier are we like an EVP? where are you and then seeing what what kind of answer comes up or just you know are, are you alive in another dimension or time frame well i think if you do it if you do it from a mediumship perspective because not every medium is the same and some Mm -hmm. mediums will see uh, you know they will see more in their head than they hear except like for me i see more things in like my third eye essentially i see things i don't see full body apparitions standing next to me, which is one of the reasons why it took me so long to figure out that that's what I was actually doing was mediumship because I expected it to look like what it looks like on TV, even though I should have known better than that. But I just, I was, you know, I mean, that's what I'm actually doing. You know, it was like, but you're a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But so I think it, if, if it's like an actual investigation, definitely, I think like if you do the investigation and you're asking questions that are like that, I think that's a really good one to ask. Cause I don't think a lot of people do ask, you know, what time are you from or where, are yeah. you? but also a lot of people don't ask. Um, they get caught up, especially when they're first doing it in, in just sort of saying the, the by road questions that you're, yes, you're exactly. people do, and they don't think about things like saying, are you, um, we're not here to disrespect you. We're not here to invade your space. We're just here yeah. to, you know, that kind of thing. We're here to f- communicate with you. We want to understand. Yeah, and that's exactly, exactly how yeah. I start all my sessions and you yeah. get more doing that. So that's, that's good to hear this. Yeah. I'm looking at the time. We have four minutes left. This hour went by and I do want to say yeah. we can do a show on UFOlogy if you want. That's, you know, I mean, this is the afterlife chronicles and it's, but we can do that. That's great. You know, it's all in the paranormal spectrum. So maybe we can do that one day, but this has been such an amazing show. So a few minutes left, get out anything that you're promoting, any projects that you're working on, anything like that. Did we talk about the book? Did I miss the book talk? I mentioned it at the beginning. (laughs) 
Yeah, women on the fringe. And I forgot the subtitle already, but groundbreaking so women cool. in the paranormal. Yeah, yeah. So just really um celebrating women in in a variety of fields, you know, not just ghost hunting and ghosts and mediumship, but ufology, cryptozoology, psi remote viewing. And so anybody watching, if you know somebody who might be a good candidate, let us know. But yeah, I'm so excited about that. And again, so not to put men down, but no, we just want to celebrate. This is just to celebrate women. Yeah. Great concept. Yeah. I'm very honored to be a part of this with you ladies and to hear so, all and see all the stories and, and accounts that come through. So I think it's going to be a fantastic project. Uh, 2023, I believe, is yeah. somewhere somewhere in there will be the publishing date. So, But again, let any one of us know if you're interested in it or if you know someone like Marie said, that would be great. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Oh, thank you. Sorry about all the tech issues. No worries <laughs> at all. It happens, especially I'm here in San Diego. I just did. Really <laughs> you were abducted. You were abducted. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She went away. She flew away. Oh, my goodness. You ladies are fantastic. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Marie D. Jones and Denise Agnew. We'll get them back on soon. Maybe do a UFOlogy show. That would be totally cool and rad. Does anyone say rad anymore? I don't know, but I do because I like it. So that's how I roll. So anyways, oh uh, gosh, I'm going to run late by a minute or two. Sorry about that. Oops, I'm pulling up my messages instead of my calendar. Okay, so next week I have Robert Lindsay on. And then, of course, on March 17th is Rocky Smith, president of Oregon Ghost Conference and Northwest Ghost Tours. He's been on the show before last year. Great guy. He's going to tell us all about the Oregon Ghost Conference this year. The classes, the speakers, the presentations, uh, the tours, uh, the new, there's a new uh, Ross Allison's uh, Parasenses docu-series is premiering there as well. So great stuff. So Oregon Ghost, oh gosh, I can't talk. OregonGhostConference.com is the website. And I know it's Thursday night, so we have a weekend coming up. I am going to Knott's Berry Farm this weekend with some great Queen Mary friends on Saturday. So it should be fun. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, relaxing weekend. And we will see you next week. And I do want to get out this hashtag. I want to send my prayers and well wishes to all of those out there in the Ukraine. And anyone that's listening, we stand with you. Okay. We stand with you. Our hearts are with you. Hashtag we stand with you. Uh, we stand with Ukraine. Of course, here at the Afterlife Chronicles, we are bridging the gap between mortality and the afterlife one experience at a time. See you next week, folks, and have a great weekend. Good night.